I was instantly going to go into, oh, the birds, you can hear them. And no, this, it's fine. Birds are pleasant. That was whatever it was. <laughs> um, I didn't know you had a talent for snorting on command. Yeah. I super don't. Do it again. <laughs> I used to do it. It's Michelle and I do it to each other oh my God. all the time. Like I used to come up behind her at work and just. Oh, that was your passing yeah. by. Yeah. My passing by is a bird call. Like that, like yeah. a horrifying yeah. bird screech that no. she responds to. I just wait until she was like actually doing something and like typing oh, and I get right behind her. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I wish I could do it now. I've only no- been known to snort like on accident. I definitely am one of a, a laugh snorter occasionally, yeah. but I've never really managed. I think if sometimes you can feel it when you, when you get it and then you can kind of like recreate that feeling and do it again. But then I forget over time. Like I forget how to recreate it. <laughs> That's as close. Oh God. I guess I can do it by sucking air in, which I don't think is what everyone else is doing. I've never thought about it. <laughs> there, so it's just something you've always been able to do. Yeah. And you never had to figure it out. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, look, here we are. <laughs> I mean, it's basically sucking in air. Is it? Is just it like through just... your nose. <laughs> I have to do it through you have my to, mouth. Can you roll your R's? No. Oh, that's probably why you can't snort. Really? Oh, shit. Okay. Damn it. Uh, yet another thing that rolling my R's or not being able to ruins. <laughs> that always pissed me off, um, like learning languages or, or singing in another language. Quick D. Yep. You just do the quick D. Are you ready? What are we drinking right now, Adam? Uh, if you go to our Instagram at the uh-oh feeling, you will see a freshly posted picture oh, really? of Taylor's new digs with the uh-oh sign and our large trulies. When did you post that? <laughs> I was putting stuff together until yeah. two seconds ago. Yeah. What did you, when did you I'm do? fucking sneaky. Am I in the pic? No. Oh, thank Christ. <laughs> no, I am stealth. <laughs> you are very I am stealth. the knight. <laughs> yeah, it's not a perfect setup, but it is pretty good. We're hoping that it ends up sounding good. We've got like... Our little foam um, sound captures on the walls. It's a carpeted room, but it is in uh, my new place with my husband, and it's um, hopefully not going to kill us with how warm it gets. Uh, but you know, we're working we'll on it. Every time we do this, it gets a little better. I'm in a swimsuit. Yes, <laughs> so we have large trulies. Tru- large trulies. Um, I have a strawberry lemonade. And you have a. Original. I have a straight up regular ass lemon aid. This is a giant ass can. 24, 24 fluid ounces of fucking Trulies. I can feel the heartburn. Um, I, can, I can feel it approacheth. Oh my God. Oh, that was audibly incredible. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. It really cracks like a motherfucker. Fuck. Dang. All right. Let's get messed up. Oh God. I think we need to request that truly sponsor us. Cause I think we've had Trulies quite a bit we on have- the show now. And I'm not even sorry. Uh, but I like them. There's no real sugar in them. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. And they're not, um, they do give me heartburn, but everything like that does. But I like their flavor more than a yeah. lot of the other ones. Yeah, so it's worth it. It's less carbonated than the yeah. other ones do. Which means I can chug it if I fucking want to. <laughs> you don't have to, though. I don't. This is 24 ounces. Please don't chug it. You're right. I absolutely should not. Mm. Emily, I think I go first. Sure. Um, yes. Yes. You yes. Did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Because then I changed the color of the lights after that's to match right. yours. Oh, that's how you remember. I love that. <laughs> I love that for us. Um, so, um, I had a different thing in mind, and then literally as I was watching the thing, like the doc for the thing I was going to do, I thought, "Oh no, I'm. I know what I want to do." <laughs> and it was completely not that thing. So I do have notes started for something I'll do in the future about Mount St. Helens, but <laughs> but I'm not doing that this time. I, I did a complete 180. This is nothing like that. Yeah, I also um, did a 180. I had really? a thing started, and then I was like... This is what we do. So you'll learn about a thing from World War II mm. next time. Ooh, we love that. Okay. It's not also not happy, but you know. Yeah. Uh, next time if we're complaining about stuff, we have to remind each other of this conversation that we already have something started. <laughs> we should just do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so the Tokyo Olympics are coming up. Uh-huh. It is uh, July 23rd is when it starts. Mm-hmm. Just fucking mark your goddamn calendars. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I'm, I love women's gymnastics. 
Same. Many, yeah. Many, many people it's do because good. they're fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you want to see true athletes. Absolutely. True athletes. And Simone Biles is like maybe the greatest to ever do it. She's certainly the greatest to do what gymnastics is right now. Yeah. Because like if you've seen or if you've heard about gymnastics history or if you have parents <laughs> who are really involved in <laughs> gymnastics, like my mother was really into gymnastics, you know that like gymnastics evolved a ton over time. It's yeah. very different than what it was in the 50s or even the 60s. 70s, oh, absolutely. 80s. Super different. So, but Simone is absolutely the best to do it right now. Hundo. Um, but I am here to speak to you about the best to do it in her era. Mm. We went through some real shit that I actually did not know about oh, until shit. I started looking into some stuff. So I'm going to talk today about Nadia Komenich. Oh. Yes. So Nadia, if, if anybody, again, like she is a historic gymnast, people would know her uh, if you were alive to see like the 70s. <laughs> Normally, um, or if you had my mom who never stopped talking about Nadia Comaneci, <laughs> it was Nadia and it was Carrie Strug, and we just never shut the fuck up, did we? We no. never did. No, <laughs> it's fine. Um, so the first thing I'm going to talk to you about is the nicest part of Nadia's story. It's the early part of her life. She was born in 1961 in what was at that time known as the People's Republic of Romania. Oh. Yes, they had thrown off like a monarchy uh, and they were still under the boot heel of the Soviet Union at this time, mm. Mm, as many places were. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so at the age of six, Nadia was discovered in what does not turn out to be creepy, but sounds super creepy way. So let me, okay, we'll just get through this. Just, just say it. People may recognize the name Bella Caroli. He is a, a world-renowned gymnastics coach. Yeah. And at the time, for he was a coach for Romania. And the story goes that he was just checking out a schoolyard <clears throat> for the young kids to mm -hmm. see who was going to be the next gymnast yeah. he was going to take on. And he saw a six-year-old Nadia doing just like choice cartwheels, like just kid stuff. But she was doing it very well. Clearly, she had really good balance and coordination for someone her age. And that's what he's looking for. So he cannot approach her before she goes back in to go to class. So he walks throughout the entire school and peeks in on every class and tries to find her. Man, these were different times. So fucking creepy. And I know it's Romania too, but it's like, you would not be allowed here inside a school. No. You can't even be standing outside you a schoolyard. You would get tackled. Absolutely. You're on a list immediately, my dude. So he finds her. And he asks her if she likes gymnastics, and she says yes, and that was it. So Nadia trains under Bella Caroli like a fucking champ. She says, um, I actually did a lot more than what was asked of me to do. And I think about when Bella used to say, today we will do five routines on the beam, and I used to do seven. So I could always be doing more than he was asking. I don't mind working hard, and I don't complain if I work hard. So her natural talent and her like incredible dedication, obviously, at like a really young age, super paid off. In 1972, Nadia won the Romanian National Junior Championships. Wow. Yeah. And then after graduating to a senior level, she won the European Championships in 1975. And then the America Cup in 1976. And at the America Cup, just as like a little precursor, there's a picture of her with a trophy next to the American boy who had won the men's division. His name is Bart Connor. There's a photograph of him like kissing her on the cheek because the photographer asked him to. And then she punched him. Yeah, right. She is looking straight ahead. She looks yeah. happy, but like she's just so not paying attention to what's happening over on her left where Bart is kissing her. Anyway, remember Bart, he'll be around. Uh. So <laughs> I promise it's not bad this time. There's mm. other bad people. Um, <laughs> so naturally, all this winning means that Nadia's going to go to the Olympics. Sure. And this Olympics is taking place in 1976 uh, in Montreal, Canada. Mm. Mm, we do love to see it. Montreal. I should be back in Canada again, because that's like a place we could actually maybe go to. Yeah. Um, I think that the Olympics is a terrible uh, blight upon every country that ever has to host it. I, I don't. Yes. I don't think it should travel anymore, and it should just be somewhere. No, there should be somewhere. They should like set up. They should build an island. Yes, it's got to be under nobody's jurisdiction. Yeah. That's so the they thing. need to build an island like in the middle of the Atlantic. 
And doesn't that sound like such a waste of resources? But not nearly as much as. Not nearly as much as every country having to build a bunch of shit to accommodate the Olympics. That then literally and then sits there. never using it again. Ever again. It yeah. sucks. So anyway, this is one's in Canada. And this is the first time most people will ever hear of Nadia. But she is 14 years old at oh, the time. Wow. She's very young. Side note, minimum age to compete in the Olympics in gymnastics. He's now 16. So you can't even be in the Olympics at this age anymore. That's fair. Puberty is weird. It's super weird. Um, yeah. I mean, it's and it's not like gymnasts still aren't messing with, with their own bodies a, a lot. Because a they, lot. their BMI is too low to go into puberty yeah. often. But yeah, it messes less with it when they're not expected to compete at like 14, yeah. 13, 12 there used to be a lot of controversy about like russia and china having lied about their gymnast ages too so you're like that 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 girl is 12 years old like what is she doing out here yeah you can just tell but anyway so nadia there was no rule so nadia was 14 she competed in individual events as part of and as part of the romanian team in the all around and romania as a whole actually took home the silver that year which was very good for them and Nadia herself won three gold medals for the beam, the uneven bars, and the individual all around. So that's like every your scores from every event put together. So she won the all around. She also got a bronze medal for her floor routine. And I believe at this time the um, vault did not exist. Oh. So this is huge alone. But the biggest thing that Nadia is remembered for is scoring seven perfect tens. Shit. Seven. Which means almost everything she competed in, she did perfectly. <laughs> it was like her floor routine was the only one that was like, eh. And then everywhere else in the, bo- in the both team and individual, she was perfect. So up to this point in Olympic gymnastics history, no one had ever scored a 10. Ever. Wow. Like maybe in other lesser gymnastics events, yes, but not in the Olympics. So it wasn't even supposed to be possible to the point where the scoreboard didn't even do two numbers to the left of the decimal. <laughs> like they didn't have it. <laughs> they didn't make one because you weren't supposed to be able to score right. a 10. So <laughs> it showed a 1.00 because <laughs> that was the only way they had to display what she had won. But uh, yeah, she did it. And not only not, not once, but seven fucking times. Can you imagine the first time seeing that being like, I got a one? Yes, exactly. It's like, hey, what the fuck? Before everyone's like, just, just so you know, this is the only way we have to show this. But it is a 10. <laughs> so this is easily the height of Nadia's career. It's very early in her career. She's yeah, very she's young. She's a baby. Right. Absolute baby. But this is, this is it. So... Now we've covered why Nadia is famous and why it's possible that like people with even a passive understanding of gymnastics might still recognize her name. But now let's get to the survivey part. Mm-hmm. It's not so good. Mm. Things got to go downhill a little bit. Oh God. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. I mean, I wish they did. I think she had a great life. I know. Yeah. Happily ever after. And she became end. a coach she fucking and a champion rules. for women's rights yes. and proper training qualities. Right. And not pushing kids to their absolute breaking points day after day. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Speaking of. Oh, God. So Nadia returned to Romania as a hero and a star sure. like on a national yeah. fucking level. Fucking superstar. Hell, yeah. So the country by this point is experiencing a great recession. They uh-huh. had been doing really well. And then there was kind of a boom and bust it situation. It all comes down. It always does. And they are under the brutal president, Nicolae uh, Ceausescu. Okay. He is... Um, pretty rough again mm. they're still under the boot heel of the soviet union like um semi-politically like this this is a communist party this is a communist yeah, state yeah but also like all of the um major um uh, exports and and any manufacturing is owned by the soviet union that romania does <clears throat> so they're just effed all around and like a lot of people went missing and died mysteriously under this regime and like <laughs> god <laughs> you know the shit you always hear huh wonder how that fucking happened huh it's, it's not great that's a head scratcher right there <laughs> yeah gee i wonder so our girl is really the only thing this country has going for it because like, this was in the 70s yeah okay i mean right now yeah 76 so yeah like that's it okay so she her face is everywhere the song she used in her floor routine called nadia's theme was like it went gold. Oh, yeah. Like it was the national fucking anthem oh, yeah. for a hot minute. Yeah. Like <laughs> So political bullshit begins creeping its way into Nadia's career, because that's what happens yeah. when the state is very interested in what you're doing. Um, you are a great asset for yeah. the state. The asset is definitely the term they mm-hmm. use. 
So she competed in the 1977 European Championships, and she successfully defended her title, so she won okay. again. Um, but her own government raised questions about the scoring of the events. Anyway, uh, they were like, uh, you guys didn't, uh, you, you scored her too low. Even though she fucking won, <laughs> they're still mad. Oh, my God. Um, so <laughs> the gymnasts were ordered to leave the event in protest before the final award ceremony, and they did. Because they just... Well, like, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, you're not going to say no. But also, that is some childish shit. Yeah. So after this, President Ceausescu, he's, his government separates Nadia from Coach Bella Caroli. Oh, no. And because it was believed that Bella was like outspokenly against the government's meddling in Nadia's career, as well as a bunch of other stuff, yeah. like he was like just like, Uh-oh. hey, fuck this government a lot. Yeah. Um, they, they just were like, hey, actually, fuck you. You can stay away from our asset. You're not her coach anymore. And also, we'll maybe we'll watch you secretly a little bit. Um, Just a little. Yeah. So Nadia was also, like, amongst this, getting older. This is, I mean, she's, you know, 15, 16 years old. She's actually going through puberty now, and her body is changing a lot. And that can change everything about how you do gymnastics. Uh-huh. Your balance is different. Like, your center of gravity is different. Yeah. Where you put your weight is different. So she's struggling. She's got a new gym and new trainers who she doesn't know. And Mm. she's got this new body. She doesn't understand. And it's all a bit fucking much. So tragically, a little over a year after winning three gold medals, Nadia attempts suicide by drinking bleach. Oh yeah. Oh, Oh. horrible way to do it too. Really awful. Ugh, painful. I never knew that. I'd heard for years about Nadia Kamenich. I never heard that she tried to kill herself. So Nadia did recover. Thank Good Christ. Good. And event- holy shit, that can still do a lot of damage. Oh my god, I know. Like she could have been <sighs> permanently and yeah. irreparably damaged. Yeah. But she must not have drank very much what or something. Like shit. Yeah, I think like it's not so it's a poison. So yeah. like she might have tried, really tried, but then like just couldn't get through it. Yeah. She stayed in the hospital for a while. She gained sort of an unhealthy amount of weight in that time as well. At least for her frame and what it was used to. Yeah. Um, so, but she was doing she was doing better after her stay in the hospital. Um, the government agreed to reunite her with Bella Caroli. Oh, they good. were like, oh my god, okay, oh give her, shit, give back. okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he he gets her just in time for her to get back in shape for the 1980 Olympics. Like, okay. and so she's ready to compete by then. This, I mean, it's four years. A lot can happen in four mm-hmm. years. So now Nadia is still like, she's a truly gifted gymnast still. She is absolutely the best at that time. So even though she went through all of that shit and she's no longer 14 years old and like a child, like a waif, (laughs) she's an 18 year old, almost full ass woman. She still takes home two gold medals and two silver medals. And unfortunately, it's like she almost could have done better maybe, but her scores again are mired in controversy because this Olympics is held in Moscow. Oh. And this is what, even Romania, because they're a communist state, so, like, the Soviet Union and Romania is kind of allied, like, they're kind of allied, but Romania also fears the Soviet Union. Fair. So it's kind of a a good-bad situation. Well, the Soviet Union needs to appear superior to its underlings of Romania. Exactly. So even The motherland. (laughs) The motherland. This is a this was a really controversial Olympics. Like we boycotted this one. The Amer- America I mean, wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Russia, right? <clears throat> but tons. Well, and like Russia had just invaded Afghanistan. Yeah, and this was at like the peak of their shit mm-hmm. before everything collapsed. Yeah, and there were a number. Like they were doing so much stuff that there were nations who boycotted all over the world for different reasons. Yeah. There's a laundry list. Everyone was like, fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot of, show us where the bodies are buried. Yeah, dude, yeah. How many people have you killed? <laughs> Seriously, though. Seriously, how many? Um, so this was like Romania, the government was calling this like the first all-communist Olympics, because that was like oh. the only people who would show. Sure. Um, but even then, they're, they're still thinking like, well, the Russian judges are scoring Nadia lower because she's right. not fucking Russian. Right. Even though we're supposed to be on your side and everyone else didn't even want to be here. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. But really, like Romania, again, because they rely so heavily on the good favor of the Soviet Union, doesn't really want to say anything. But Bella Caroli does. 
<laughs> so Bella Caroli speaks publicly. He gets caught no. on camera complaining about her scores. No. And the Romanian government believes that he has embarrassed them by yeah. speaking out. And so they quietly start making Bella's life even more difficult. Oh, God. However, cool, they cool, do cool. that if it's, you know, economic opportunities great. that are taken from him, if they watch him even more heavily, all that shit, you know, hard to tell what they would do. It's all very subterfuge Every breath you take. Exactly. So after Nadia proves once again that she's still a fucking beast. Beast. No matter what. Absolutely killing yeah. it. The Romanian government sends her on a tour in America, like a oh. cool goodwill tour. Wow. It's called the Nadia tour. It's in 11 cities across the United States. I know, it's crazy that they would talk to us. Huh. Romania's in a weird, um, where they're like, we don't want anyone to hate us because we need everybody's help at any right. moment. If the USSR turns against us, we need America. Well, and, <laughs> like, like, also, it had to be a great money opportunity for Romania. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. That made them money. Yeah. More than it made Nadia money. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I believe it made them $250,000 and she took home 1000 was the figure. <laughs> So cool. Thanks. That sounds about right. Way rad. Uh, so, ah, uh, exploitation of the youth. Yes. No. So she toured around Damn. 11 cities. She went across country with the uh, like American gymnasts as oh, well. Oh, wow. So this tour goes fine in and of itself. She even gets to hang out with Bart Connor. Oh. Like, also, still a gymnast, still pretty well known in, in men's gymnastics, which I think at the time was probably more comparable than it is now. Now it's kind of like, sorry, men's gymnastics, no one gives a shit. No, go swing on the rings a bit more. It, tru- <laughs> it truly is struggling to survive, and I do feel bad. I um, know. But... Like, it's like the one sport where women dominate and everyone cares about women, so it's I guess. It's fine. It's fine. They have so, swimming, even right. though a lot of women still dominate in swimming. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. So, like, they, they have, like, this friendship. They've seen each other a couple times now, but they get to hang out on the bus and stuff, and she remembers him being incredibly friendly and fun. Aww. So they have a friendship. It's nice. So when it's time to return to Romania... Almost all of Nadia's people, including her coach, Bella, and his wife, Marta, if you really know the Carolis, like, they, they are a kind of a duo, Bella mm. and Marta Caroli. They are, uh, they both coach. Um, and their choreographer all decide, actually, no, we're not going back. We're going to defect. So we're just oh. going to stay right here. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's cray. <laughs> it's like, oh, dang. So oh, they, they defect to America. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Nadia remembers later that like Bella had some sort of veiled conversations with her about the possibility that he might do this, wondering if she would like to do it as well. And at the time she was like, no, I want to return to where I live, where my family is and, and my home. So no. So she goes back to Romania, but like by herself, no one else goes back. Oh, uh oh. And this is a huge loss for the Romanian government. Yeah. Bella Caroli was a world renowned. He was such a good coach. Oh, shit. Like, that it was like his people always won. So now it's he's America's choreographer. And, or America's coach, and then, like, they have the choreographer as well. So, like, this is not fucking good. Uh-oh. So, upon, like, returning, Nadia's life gets very hard. Yeah, I bet. They... The government fears that she will defect uh-huh. as well. So they monitor all of her movements. Uh-huh. She is not allowed to tour outside of Romania unless it is like a state sanctioned thing that they mm-hmm. are letting her do. And they will monitor her every second she's out of the country. Uh. Um, and yeah, like she's like her family is is struggling, too. It's not she didn't even make that much money from gymnastics. But now they're they're watching them and they can't even like scrape together a living half the time. So. She is allowed to go to the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles. So we really switched from like Western to fucking Russia to fucking Western again. So Russia boycotts this Olympics. Sure. As do many other communist countries as a you know tit for tat. But Romania goes because <laughs> they're like, well, we need everybody to like us. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, 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 no. We, we can't be picky like the rest Absolutely of you. Absolutely not. No. So they go, but Nadia does not compete. She goes as an observer. Mm. It is like to be in three separate Olympics is actually kind of a whole thing. Um, yeah, I bet. I mean, I mean, like only a few people. I mean, you are really only a gymnast for a few years. It's like hard for your it's body. It's so to fucking hard for your body. And yeah. it's so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. 
to try and like maintain it that way? To push a body that is getting older to do the same thing it could do when you were 14 yeah. and all your cells regenerated yeah. it three yeah. times the rate is yeah. like <laughs> really yeah. hard. So she is allowed to go there, but she just has to watch. And by that time, Bella Caroli is the coach for the American gymnasts Uh-oh. team. And his new protege, Mary Lou Retton, who is a huge name in American gymnastics. Yep, I know that one. Mm-hmm. She um, she won in that one under Bella's coaching, one gold, two silver, and two bronze medals. And Nadia just had to sit there and watch, and she was not allowed to speak to him. Oh, of course not. Yeah. He defected. Right. He is not one of them. No. So it was that year that Nadia decides she's just going to officially retire from gymnastics. It's She's done. Her mm. career had been less than a decade overall, but that's, I mean, it's that's not a, crazy, but... That's on brand for gymnasts, though. Yeah. Yeah, but and she made such a large impression in that time. Right. And now Her, she can retire into book writing and right. coaching yeah. and a bunch of other shit. I mean, you hope. Survives. <laughs> exactly. But her retirement ceremony was held in Bucharest and like she was such a big fucking deal that like people from the Olympic Committee attended. Yeah. So, quote, after this, this is a quote from Nadia, life took on a new bleakness. I was I was cut off from making the small amount of extra money that had really made a difference in my family's life. It was also insulting that a normal person in Romania had the chance to travel, whereas I could not. When my gymnastics career was over, there was no longer any need to keep me happy. Uh I was to do as I was instructed, just as I'd done my entire life. If Bella hadn't defected, I would still have been watched, but his defection brought a spotlight on my life, and it was blinding. I was starting to feel like a prisoner. Uh. And she really was essentially like a political prisoner, but in her own country. So it should have been no surprise to the Romanian government when, on November 27th, 1989, Nadia secreted across the Romanian border into Hungary with the help of an escort named Constantin Panate, or Panay, maybe, but that's kind of French. I don't really know. Um, and I don't care, because fuck this guy. Um, <laughs> after Hungary, they crossed into Austria, where there's an American embassy, and then she officially defected to the United States. It's um, weird. It's weird how that works. How it's you weird. stifle someone and restrict them so deeply in the that fear they that they will defect. Can't have a normal life <laughs> and cut them off mm-hmm. and be like, you won't defect. You're not going to do it. And then they do it. So watch it's how much harder they weird. want to defect. Like she didn't want to before. No. When she had the real chance. And if they'd let her just have a normal ass life, and then it would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe well, she still would have defected, but like. You guys really made your own bet on that one. Mm-hmm. You made it a certainty that eventually she would. Quote from, from Nadia. Leaving meant you were gone. I couldn't go back. I didn't tell my mom. So, like, her parents didn't know she was doing this. They couldn't. Right. I mean, unless she was going to take them along, and, like, maybe they didn't want that. And, you know, you never know who could hear, overhear her saying right. any of it out loud. I don't know how she planned this. I want a movie of how she planned to get the fuck out of the country. Yeah. Because it's amazing. So, this one's called America Is and Is Not Better. <laughs> oh, God. So, I would love to tell you that things got way better. No. Right away. No. And everything turned around and she lived happily ever after. Full but shit. Nah, 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 nah. That ain't how this works. Um, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> So at first, Nadia was welcomed by the American public because she's a badass, and now she's theirs. Now she's, like, one of us. Uh, So, hell yeah, we win uh, over communism specifically. We love that shit. So (laughs) Jesus, yeah. (laughs) So the media interviewed her, like, over and over and over. They talked to her about her life and why she left horrible, communist, oppressive Romania for the good old land of the free. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But slowly, rumors started going around about Nadia. Uh, (laughs) One was that she had maybe been romantically involved with the son of murderous tyrant Romanian President Nicolae Ceausescu. I don't know if that's true or not. (laughs) There really isn't anybody saying yes or no. That was just a rumor that was going around. His regime, by the way, would fall in December of the same year Nadia defected. He was donezo. Not doing well enough. The other rumor, which was unfortunately true, is that Nadia was in a relationship with Constantin Panate, the much older man who had brought her and others out of Romania. 
Pinate had defected along with his family, his wife and child. They had a house in Florida. And like in one interview, they asked Nadia, like, don't you know this guy is married? And she says, yeah, so what? And so everyone's like, oh, we don't like that, Nadia. Uh, oh, that's not great, baby. Nadia. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love it. Nah. Nah. <laughs> so it's not a great look. Public opinion begins to turn against Nadia. And, As it does. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> don't even worry, because things are way worse in her private life. She doesn't even know people don't like her. So she is in a relationship with Panait. But he was abusive as fuck. I'm shocked. Like, who knows if her being like, yeah, so what, wasn't like a thing he told her to say. Who fucking knows? He was physically and mentally and possibly even sexually abusive. Ugh. She doesn't like to talk about it, which is why we don't know for sure. Ugh. He pocketed the money from her interviews. Uh-huh. Stole hundreds of thousands of dollars from her. Mm-hmm. Didn't allow her to reach out to anyone in America that she might know. Oh. She was just literally kept by him as another type of prisoner. Yeah. Isolation. Yeah. Exactly. Abuser the, 101. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He no was, resources. No connections. No support network. Exactly. He controlled every aspect of her life. He had read the handbook on how to be an yep. abuser. 100%. So this, like, people who were not allowed to contact her included Bella Caroli, who wanted to... He tried getting a hold of her uh, when she'd first come to America publicly. She's stating that she has no business with Bella. Like, they're like, oh, how do you feel about Bella Crowley? And she's like, "Mm, I don't have any business with him. But privately, she's just unreachable. So you don't really know how she feels. Bella told the LA Times, Bella Crowley himself, told the LA Times about Panate. I don't know who he is, and I don't know what his plans are. I appreciate his courage taking a risk to get her out of Romania, but I want to know if he truly wants to help her. Mm. Another person wondering after Nadia is Bart Connor. Sure. The male gymnast who she'd come across a few times in competitions and on that tour. So Bart couldn't get a hold of Nadia either, but he knew she was in the country and he was concerned about her. So he hatched a plan. And he heard that Nadia was going to appear on the Pat Sajak show. So he calls the show and is like, I'm, can I come on? I, I know her. Can I please come on? And he hops a plane from Oklahoma to L.A. and he arrives 10 minutes before the show's about to start. Jesus. Yeah. But in midway through Nadia's interview where Panate is actually there with her. Like of course. On the couch together. Gross. Yes. Yeah. Got to watch her. Got to make sure she doesn't say something. Yeah. So, but midway through this interview, they bring out Bart and he he remembers like, he's got flowers for her. Oh no. And he says like, he, he remembers them looking very stunned that he was there. No one had told them. And that was kind of the point. He says, quote, like, this is what he says to her on air. He says, quote, but I wanted to stop by and welcome you because I know that your introduction here to America has been less than great and it has been difficult for you to leave your homeland and come here. And on behalf of the athletes, we want to welcome you and tell you we love you and appreciate all you've done for our sport. So that's really nice. Like, (laughs) Bart just sneaks onto a show. Yeah. (laughs) Like, pretty sick, buddy. Thanks. Is he a white dude? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's blonde. Yeah, that... He's actually a big old cutie, too. (laughs) He's adorbs. That, yes. All right. (laughs) That is maybe the whitest shit you could ever... Yeah. like, can I just come on this show, please? (laughs) I mean, he's also famous in his own field. Like, But also, it's just like making that phone call. Yeah. Been like, oh, hey, Pat Sajak, can I just walk onto your show, can I just please? Just crash your Do show a for a minute, please. On? Thank you. <laughs> that is such a white dude thing. You're right. <laughs> so Bart's looking out for her, and so is Bella Caroli, even if he can't talk to her. So Caroli had a friend in sports, in the sports world, named Alexandru Stefu, um, another expat from Romania who is in Montreal. And he and Bella hatch a plan. And they're going to offer Panate this shitload of money as a deal for him and Nadia to come and live in Montreal and, like, do a bunch of, I don't know, sports-related deals. Um, (laughs) I just need everyone to know. Yeah. Every time Taylor says hatch a plan, she shifts her shoulders. (laughs) So it's like right shoulder, left shoulder, right shoulder, hatch a plan. (laughs) And it's very perfect. This is how you know that I love a heist. <laughs> because I mm-hmm. love it when people be hatching plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can actually, with these headphones here, when I'm sticking out of each side of the mic. <laughs> Super weird. So, 
it's I don't really know what they told Pinade exactly, but essentially they're like, "Hi, come get all this money." And then something goes down. Maybe he gets threatened. <laughs> I don't know. Oops. But he leaves town with Nadia's money the next day. So they went to Montreal, and then he just leaves with $150,000 of supposedly Nadia's money. The next day, and is gone. And that sucks, but Nadia is also free. So yeah. I don't know if somebody literally took a baseball bat to his fucking knees and said, get the hell out of town, or what. But he's gone. And now... Nadia is with this Alexandru Stefu, and at first she just lives like with him as she gets off her feet, um, and she complete she starts competing in gymnastics all star teams, and she keeps in touch with Bart Connor, and she's like making a life for herself. Yeah, um, and then tragically, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety, just uh-huh. a few months later, Alexandru Stefu dies suddenly in a scuba diving accident. Oh. I know it's like it could be much worse, but like it's that, that still, still sucks. sucks. Like that was like the one guy who'd been like cool to her yeah. and actually was helping her get out of this issue, and now he's dead. And so when that happens, she calls Bart Connor because at this point she considers Bart to be her best friend. Oh, I know. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I've got nothing. I have nowhere to go. And he says, Do you want to come to Oklahoma? Oh. <laughs> so. So Bart is in Oklahoma, I think in Oklahoma City, and he's trying to set up his own gymnastics training gym. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because that's what you do when you're retired. Okay, L A H O M A. Oh my God, holy shit. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. It's incredible. You're welcome. So Nadia moves in with him, and they remain friends for several months. They're just friends, but eventually. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because this is the cutest part of the story. They Mm. become romantically entangled. Of course. And they're together for four years when Bart asks her to marry him. Aww. And they are married in 1996, and they're still married. Whoa. I know. They're still together, and they have have this fucking gym together, and they have a little website called, like, Bart and Nadia. (laughs) It's fucking (laughs) fucking so cute. Um, They're coaches. They're trainers. They're doing it. In 1999... Komenech was, uh, she received the World Sports Award of, like, Award of the Century. She's the Athlete of the Century in 1999. She received it at a gala in Vienna, Austria. So it's, like, of the whole world. They name her the best fucking athlete of the century. I mean, okay. (laughs) Like, all right, okay. I mean, she did get seven perfect tens. Yeah, (laughs) I just see arguments for other, it's fine. Absolutely. I mean, she's still, I mean, even though she's Eastern European, she's still white. Yeah. So there's also that. That's fine. Now, Komenich, now currently, uh, she does television commentary. uh, She writes for gymnastics publications, and she travels the world promoting the sport. So she's still in it, still doing it, and they seem like they have, like, a pretty nice life. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the story of Nadia. I do want to say one disclaimer, because I talked a lot about Bella Caroli and how much he, like, cared and helped her, but... Let me just say, the Carolis have also faced several accusations of abuse themselves. I'm fucking shocked. I know, right? I mean, they're the best gymnastics coaches in the world, so yeah. what do you think they do to be that good? There is a reason. I was mm-hmm. in um, a dance studio that was like a competitive dance studio, and it was just like, for the beginner dances, when I was like, eight or nine mm-hmm. if you fucked up a step you had to do either 100 sit-ups or 50 push-ups oh, holy for shit. every step you missed in a beginner's yes competitive dance class yes jesus Christ. so i can only imagine i can't i'm right what she went through yeah i mean there's there's alleged stuff that they starved all of their athletes Mm -hmm. on the regular, that they would be so hungry they would eat toothpaste at night. Yeah. And they're not Um, the only ones. Oh, absolutely not. This was hugely common. Right. And it's still ongoing. Right. I just want to make sure people are aware, like, I don't think that's okay. That's not fucking okay. No. It's not. Uh, But that that is something that they have faced many accusations about. Nadia herself is aware of a book that just came out, like, this year about it. And she was asked, like, you know, did this happen to you? And she said, I am aware of the project... Um, I told I told the the writer of the the book that my whole memory is in the book I wrote, Letters to a Young Gymnast. Nothing more to add. Life goes on. 
She just, I mean, if it did happen to her, she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Bella, <laughs> Bella Caroli himself said, by nature, I am never satisfied. It's never enough. Never. My gymnasts are the best prepared in the world and they win. That's all that counds. It's not all that counts, Bella. You know, here's the thing: they're still human beings. Yeah, they're still children a lot of the time. The weird thing with doing incredible gymnastic routines is you need the energy to burn, so you're not just having your body consume its own muscle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, You really should. Oh my god, to starve athletes when they need probably twice as many calories a day as a regular person is nuts. Yeah, they probably need anywhere from three to 6,000 calories mm-hmm. a day to keep up with how much shit they're burning. That's why, like, gymnasts being... Because gymnasts historically are very thin. Yeah. And sinewy. Like, they have to be so strong, but they're so thin. Yeah. Which I actually appreciate there seems to be now, especially with Simone Biles, but not just her. There is a tip over to, like, these people look built. Yeah. They look like athletes now. Well, and, like, once you get into the more diverse builds of athletes like it's very rare to find a super thin black woman yeah. because a lot of us yeah. descend from slave stock mm-hmm. gymnastics as it has has typically been really likes it if you're small and slight and you have like narrow hips mm-hmm. and so it's it can be really hard when that's not your natural body yeah especially when if you start out a child and you look a certain way and then you go through puberty and suddenly you look different your shoulders widen out and your hips widen out like so it's really actually very cool to see someone like Simone Biles who is still very small she's a very yes. short yes. individual yes but her shoulders are broad she is built like, like a tank and I appreciate absolutely. that she looks like she is made of muscle and like, like the 100%. crazy thing is like she looks like she is made of muscle and she can do a bunch of shit that other people cannot do mm-hmm. who are super fucking thin mm-hmm. and look like they would break in a breeze yes I think that's a big change in gymnastics where it's like, it used to be like, you want to be floating. Mm -hmm. You want to look like you're floating and you want to look like you can bend in half. And sometimes you can. And sometimes you fucking can. And (laughs) And it's really weird. (laughs) Yeah. And it's very interesting to watch those people because they do look very um, incredibly cool on the breeze. Yeah. But, but Simone Biles looks like she could launch herself to the moon. Yes. If she just had a springboard. Amen. And and that's cool too. And that's also gymnastics. I am here for (laughs) gymnastic powerhouses. Absolutely. Let's go. I think we're absolutely witnessing like a change in what we think gymnasts should look like and what gymnasts should be able to do. Models are next. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So, but yes, I mean, I think all athletes are, uh, when they get to that level are probably survivors of something or another, some kind of abuse in the form of overcompetitiveness emotional yep manipulation any yeah there's a laundry list of shit they can go through for sure but i feel like nadia definitely like went went through some extra stuff Mm -hmm. with like literal actual abuse in her own home and then also the abuses of like an oppressive government who was watching her and all of that shit so that's nadia oh my god i know we're a little sad, but also happy ending for her. Yeah. I'm really happy for her and fucking Bart Connor. Adorable. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Do you want to do a harp and noise? Yeah, yeah. Let's harp. Let's harp. And then we'll get extra sad, let's I guess. Hip harp. Yeah, we're going to get really, really sad. <laughs> I said a hip harp. A hip <laughs> to the hip. Thank you for knowing that that's what I was laughing at. I said a hip, hip harp. You don't snarp. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of <said a> boogie. <laughs> And we're back. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> well, now we've got an intro noise for our second half. I, I guess that. so. Boop, 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 boop. I don't know. <laughs> uh, are, I, I guess we're ready. All right. I drank some more of the Truly over the break that we took to yeah. get unsweaty. And um, so now I'm, I don't know, I'm less than half. Yeah, I'm definitely doing? less than half. Nice. I, yeah. Okay. Let's do this. Let's, um, this is the first time I'm trying to do this on my phone. Because mm. since we have plans after this, I didn't want to bring my whole, like, fucking skis here. That makes a lot of sense. So let's, uh, let's get a little weird. Okay. You know I love that. So you actually reminded me of this story when we were talking about, like, Dogecoins and the stock market. Uh-huh. Um, so... I wish this was like a fun weird. <laughs> it's a bad weird. It's a sad weird. Shit. And definitely like out of the scope of what we normally do, but like not. So once upon a time, I'm so intrigued. I tried to tell the story about someone who should be alive, mm-hmm. but isn't. 
Okay. I think that's the episode that got like super corrupted. Like that's our last episode or something happened. Oh. I, I've done it once before. Oh, Lord. So I'm trying again. Okay. And hopefully this episode doesn't also get lost that this isn't just a curse. Oh, God, of this story. Of the gods punishing us. That would be so fucking lame. I'm doing a different story. Oh, okay. But it's kind of a th- of a theme? Yeah. Oh. So let's go back. It's spring of 2020. Oh, God. No, I don't <laughs> want to go back there. Emily, you can't fucking make me go back I there. I know. Yes, no. I can. Fuck Emily, you. This sucks. Students were told to move out of their dorms and go back home to help prevent the spread of COVID. Because mm-hmm. this was like right at the height of when things were really kicking off. Yeah. So we're going to focus in on one particular student named Alex Kearns. Um, he was attending the University of Nebraska on an ROTC scholarship, and he was a business major. Mm. Now, luckily for Alex, um, he was blessed with a really good home life and a place to go back to when the dorms closed, unlike some other people. Sure. Uh, and he specifically went back to Naperville, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago and a wealthy one at that, or I'm sorry, an affluent uh, yes, suburb. Uh... So... He got into a routine or a, a quarantine. <laughs> a quarantine routine. Yeah. And he was staying home, doing screen time, picking up some hobbies, figuring sure. out what he wanted to do. And at night, he did also spend a lot of time talking with his mom, having just long conversations in the kitchen with her. They talked about everything, including his concerns about like what he was going to do after he graduated with his business degree. And his mom, Dorothy, his parents are Dorothy and Don, I believe. They sound like a nice family. Right. Um, And he had a younger sister. Mm -hmm. um, And Dorothy is quoted as saying, and one night he says to me, he's like, Mom, I don't don't know what I want to do with my life yet, but I do know that I want to help people. Mm -hmm. So, like, nice guy. Good guy. Yeah, yeah. So, after a few weeks, obviously, as many of us did, we got bored with the routine. Yep, 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 yep. The quarantine. I've made all the sourdough I'm going to make. Yes. (laughs) Uh, My starter is dead. I'm trying something new. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And he remembered that he'd been seeing a lot of ads, like on YouTube and everything, for the Robinhood app, Mm. which is an investment and a brokerage app for trading, but like trying to make it accessible for everyone. Sure. Um, So no hidden fees, no extra costs. Uh Uh-huh. You know... Just making it seem like something everybody should and could do on a day-to-day basis of stock market trading. I'm so worried all of a sudden. Almost making it like a game rather than an actual investment of money. Yeah, gamifying this whole thing is exactly what they were trying to do. Yeah. Um, So he had some money saved um, both from like his grandparents and like present money that he was given that he saved and he did summer jobs as a lifeguard so he had like five thousand saved i mean good for him yeah figured he'd give it a try oh god so after trading for a few days he quickly became like hooked on it like his family knew he was doing it they saw no harm in it he wasn't investing like huge amounts of money into stocks sure 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 and he was like telling his family, he's like, hey, I'm making a little bit of money and I'm learning a lot about the stock market. This is great. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad way to do things when yeah. you have that cushion and you're using a little bit of it. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? No, we totally trust him. Mm-hmm. He's never made poor decisions with finances. Like, it should be fine. Mm-hmm. I know he's looking, he's reading, he's learning. So he hasn't come to us with any concerns. So his parents were good with it. Oh, God. I have, I have so my stomach is telling me. Now. <laughs> it's gonna be it's important to note uh-huh. with robin hood there was a safety net built in for the basic accounts that first-time users can't go above ten thousand dollars in debt okay so there's a safety net built in like you can't yeah. buy like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of stocks in money that you don't have like right right, <laughs> right 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 yeah you have to yeah that's good that's for the best I think. So he really got to know the app. He was looking at every part of it, every piece of it. And a few weeks later, he found there was something he hadn't tried yet. Which is... Options um, trading. Oh. Now. Yeah, please tell me about that because I've heard of that, but I don't know what it is. I'm going to keep this as high level as I can. Okay. Options trading is really fucking complicated. Sure. 
And there's a lot of conditionals and like shit that can be built into the contracts and like it's not clean cut. Okay. So traditional stock market trading is basically like gambling. Great. Because you're just going with what you believe are good intuitive decisions. You're watching the numbers. You're making guesses. You're making predictions. You're using statistics. Right. And so you see a stock you like. You think you've got it for the lowest price. So you go ahead and buy some shares. And then you wait. And you watch. And you hope to sell it at the highest price possible. Yes. And if you don't, sometimes you take a loss. Mm -hmm. Now... If you don't have the money to purchase shares outright or you just you're not quite ready to buy shares or that's not your your thing. Mm-hmm. But like you still want in on the action, that's what options trading is available for. Mm. So instead of buying shares outright, options traders will sh- will sell basically an insurance policy to other traders of being like, "Hey, if you give me $500, we will like for the shares that you have, mm-hmm. If they drop anywhere below where they're at right now and you want to sell them, I will pay you the money that we agreed upon at the time of the shares when they were higher. Like gap insurance. Yeah. They'll pay the difference between what you would have made and what you're actually making. Yeah. They'll buy out the shares at the higher price. Okay. But if the shares go up within like that contract limit, you get to keep their deposit. Oh, okay. So... If you give me $500 and your shares skyrocket, I keep the $500 right. and I am not at risk of having to pay you any money. Right. Okay. I guess I can see why that would be beneficial for them overall. It, it is right. like insurance. Yeah. And like, it's great and everything. And there's like conditional pieces that can be put into the contract where mm-hmm. like if the stocks drop, there's a certain like situation where you wouldn't actually have to pay them anything. Mm-hmm. And it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. It does sound like it could get very, very complicated. Yes. And it, it requires, it's a commitment to that fund of like, if they decide to cash out, you have to pay them that money. Right. Oh, God. Okay. So here's the thing. Apparently, the Robinhood app, when you click on like the options trading spot, it takes you to another place that you fill out an application to try and get into the options trading. Okay, so you can't just get in there automatically. That you have to be approved. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um so he filled out the application and was almost immediately accepted onto that part of the app. Okay. So maybe they're not really looking at those. The application was a sham. Oh no. <laughs> they were not reviewing anything. Oh, shit. So pretty much anyone who applied to be an options trader could get it. So th- so is that just for legal purposes that they have an application Probably. at all? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, trash. So he started doing options trading, started making a little more money. Sure. He was like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this. Mm-hmm. On June 11th. He got a notification on his phone from the Robinhood app and saw that his account was restricted. What does that? Oh, that's so he scary. couldn't make any new trades. He couldn't withdraw any of the cash he had invested into stocks. He couldn't account like he couldn't access the balance that he had in there of like his investments. What happened? So he scrolled down to the bottom of the app of the dashboard and saw that his balance was negative $730,000, Oh, my God. A trader Alex had sold an option to was exercising his option to cash in and his, as his stock is tanked, and that was how much he owed in the value of shares, according to the app. Now, Alex obviously freaked out. Yeah. He's a college student. Yes. He doesn't have, no he one thought has that. he was being smart. Yes. He thought he was reading things correctly. He was doing the math correctly. He was not putting himself at that much risk. Right. Why would he ever because put himself at a risk for that? While the Robinhood basic account had that $10,000 limit, the options trading did not because it's more advanced. So he immediately, like, did what I think everybody else would do. He reached out to customer support and was like, hey, what the fuck? Right. 
So we send an email. He's like, they don't have an option to call. They don't have an option to talk to a live person. So he freaked out, sent an email like, hey, I really need you to get back to me on this. I don't understand what happened. I don't think this is right. Right. So he had thought he'd done, he did the math and thought if this person cashed in, it would be a max of like $10,000 that he'd have to pay out, which he had in the app. Sure. So sent the email to customer service, got an automated response back saying they were busy and would get back to him as soon as they could. As would be normal. I suppose. Yes. Except he's looking at $700,000 that he has to figure out how to fucking pay. Right. So he's still freaking out. So he starts looking through the app, trying to find like anything, anything that could flag like this was a mistake or right. any notes and he couldn't find a damn thing. So he sent another message asking them to respond and got another email saying like, hey, we got your message. Thank you. Of course. And then, yeah. And then he got another message um, that had the headline of immediate action required. Oh, no. Which was a notice for him to make his first payment of $170,000 in the next few days. Oh, God. Or legal action would be taken. Oh, no. So at this point, he is in full panic mode. The absolute anxiety of that would be yeah. rushing. Yeah. And he is now like straight up begging them through email. Please respond to this. Do they not have another contact option? Of course they fucking don't. No. Of course not. So the rest of the night he was just watching his email and he's like, oh my God, I, I could financially ruin my family or I'm going to end up in jail. Like... I'm going to be out of the ROTC. I am going to be, Ugh. I'm not going to be able to get into business. I am not yeah. going to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like my life is ruined. So they included um, a copy of a screenshot of it so that you can see. Wow. That's a screenshot of what he was seeing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let me yeah. take a look at this really quick. Okay. So he's investing a total of $16,000. Yeah. Oh my God. And today it was like, yeah, one day. It was one day. Yeah, it was a Everything huge drop. Plummets. Did they say what stock this was? No. Yeah, cash negative. Oh, buying power negative. That amount, $730,000. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, to the fact that he was investing a total of $16,000 right. and that's all, that's what happened. Right. Is so insane. Exactly. So he didn't talk to anyone about it. He did not. He didn't tell his parents. No. Because he was super fucking embarrassed. He's like, oh, my God. I thought I was being smart about this. And now I've ruined everything. It would be so hard to own up to that when you don't have any answers, especially. So he made a very tough choice. I was really worried this is going to happen. Yeah. And content warning mm-hmm. for suicide. Um, he took a screenshot of the Robinhood app showing the debt, which was the one that I showed you. He wrote a huge letter to his family on his laptop, left it up on the, de- like the desktop of his laptop for them to find, mm-hmm. got on his bike, and very unfortunately threw himself in front of a train. That, oh. Oh, awesome. So um, a police officer came to the family a few hours later to do the notification and like they were devastated. I mean, of course, they had no idea even what no. had happened. He was talking about his future plans, what right. he wanted to do after graduating. Um, by the sounds of the parents, he was not a depressed kid. He had a solid life. He was financially OK. He had a roof over his head. He had food on the table like right. he was doing OK. Mm hmm. And this was like one day? One day. Oh, my God. So they found the note, and they were devastated. So within 24 hours, Robin Hood responded, saying it was a mistake, and he didn't know anyone anything. Oh, my God. Uh, Emily. So he should have been alive. Yeah. And I... I do genuinely wish he had talked to his parents. Right. Because they probably would have also been like, hey, this this can't be You're it's like you're this right is, about yeah, this. This, this is does okay. Seem wrong. Like it's okay. Let's we have a few days. Right. 
Let's let's figure it figure out. Figure it out. Let's at least wait for them to respond. Right. And like, if you're not, I understand him panicking. I understand yeah, this. Response. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if somebody is there to look at it with you and just be right. the voice that is also in your head, the voice of reason mm-hmm. to, to be like, just wait, yep. just wait, just wait. Yeah. But it's like, I also understand exactly why he wouldn't. Right. Like of like just the, the supreme embarrassment and, and yeah. shame of, of having that happen. Oh, so tragic. Alex's family sued Robin Hood. Yeah, fucking yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. When you're playing with people's lives like that and you have mistakes on your app, you need a, a call center. Yep. Fuck you. Yep. At the very least. Yep. Um, they sued for wrongful death, negligent infliction of emotional distress, and unfair business practices. Um, stating that if there had been an option to speak with a real person, this yes. never would have happened. Yes. And it never would have escalated to the point of Alex taking his own life. Absolutely. Also, if your application wasn't absolutely bullshit. And if your fucking protection against options trading was a fake mm-hmm. application for somebody to fill out. Right. And if you had the same restrictions on, on the option stuff for, for first time options yep. traders, because yep. you had for the regular yep. one, maybe this could have been avoided too. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like when your app just fucks up sometimes yeah. and makes somebody think they don't have a future. Yeah. Like that's unacceptable for you to not have someone who will fix that immediately and speak to somebody. Right. Like what the fuck? And like, once you get into the huge amounts of money that move like on wall street mm-hmm. and you look at the options traders and the stock market people and the people on the floor mm-hmm. doing the buying it's so high stress and it it's is. so fucking high risk, mm-hmm. but it's also high risk, high reward. But when that reward doesn't come through, holy shit. But those people have to have immediate response on literally everything. That's yes. why like they are, there's planet money episodes about computers that can do something a, like a quarter of a millisecond faster than another one. And how that one makes all the difference on stocks trading Yep, because that's how fast stuff happens. Yep. So people have to respond. You're, you're on the line 24-7. So if you're going to be an app that's saying, oh, an everyday Joe Schmo from wherever America mm-hmm. can have the same experience as someone on Wall Street with the fastest computer in the fucking world, then you should be available to talk to them. Yep. <laughs> you have slowed down their ability to help themselves where the, you know, the big wigs who are actually on the floor or wherever will never have to wait that long. Yeah. They're literally called Robin Hood. Yeah. Because their thing is they want to bring money. They want to like domesticate it basically. Right. And make it available to everyone. Yes. Because like the reason you pay those fees. Yes. To investment organizations. It's because they are making those decisions for you. Mm -hmm. They have a staff that is knowledgeable and readily available. If you have any questions. All the time. You are paying for those services. Mm -hmm. So when it's free, it looks like a really good deal. Especially if you're only going to invest like 50 bucks or a hundred exactly. bucks. But when, but, but when they have options trading available, it's like, are you fucking kidding should, me? Should they should not. No, they should not. It should not be like acorns yeah. where they do like you invest pennies. Right. Yeah. What brought this about was our discussion of like the fact that Jake and I could, like made some money on Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> like a small amount of money all told, but like it was cool to us. Yeah. But like we could have made, if we had traded the next day, we could have made mm-hmm. twice as much and it like really pissed me off. Yeah. But like that's as far as I will ever fucking mm-hmm. go is mm-hmm. like literally cryptocurrency because I think it's funny and there's nobody who is like sitting there trying to fuck with it all the time. I mean, yeah. there are, but it's not as much as if we were like investing tens of thousands of dollars in IBM or some right. shit. Like I can't even imagine the fear of, of what could happen if, well, if we did that. And I've met older people who have like their entire retirement tied up in stocks So, like, when the recession happened in the late 2000s. Right. Like, I knew somebody who lost a shit ton of money for their retirement. That's so terrifying. And she had no idea what she was going to do. Right. And just be careful with apps like Robinhood. Gotta be smart. Anything that, like, costs real money Mm -hmm. is so fucking dangerous. It is. And they are not looking out for you. Oh, no, 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 no. They don't give a shit. No. I get why you, he really did seem like he was being smart. It's not even his fault. He really did. That's the thing. Like everyone was like, we had no idea. And he's a really smart kid. 
trash. Like, and he, in the end, was correct that he did not do anything. Right. And he, he had been right. making smart choices, and he was not obligated to do anything to pay that out because it was a mistake. Right. And it somehow got attached to his account when it never should have. Right. He never should have even reached the level where that would have been no. something that happened to him. Like, that's, that is not his fault on 10 different levels. Poor fucking kid. Yeah. That's tragic. Yeah. Um, unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Em. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> do you want to go swim in a pool and forget about troubles? Yeah, if I can't drown myself in pastry cream, I might as well go with chlorine. Yeah, I think so. All our thoughts to that family, though. Yeah. Like, that was sh- just last year. Just last year. They are really still going yeah, through it. Yeah, they really are. 100%. I think you should still go ahead and be like Alex. Yeah. Because none of this was his fault. No. And he did his best with the information he, he had. absolutely did. And he learned really fast. Mm-hmm. And he was making smart choices. Yeah. And, and he took should... his 5000 and he grew it to 16000 Good for him. Damn. Yeah. That's really... That could have been so useful to him in his yeah. future. Absolutely. And he wanted to help people. Like he did. Like you said. That is a noble person who is doing his best. Yes. And you should be like him. You should. And Robin Hood should not be like them. No. Robin Hood should go suck a dick. No. And I think you should also be like Nadia. Absolutely. She was the best in her field. You don't have to be the best in your field. No, it's okay. You can be mediocre. Sometimes We're all you mediocre. Can just be okay. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you fight through stuff. Everybody goes through things. You get through it. And sometimes you, you get to end up happy if you fight through enough stuff. Yeah. And it, just remember, it always it takes a ton of okay people for someone to excel. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm sure she was, you know, she had a million people supporting her. She had yeah. a lot of things that went her way. Yeah. Uh, including like her own genetics and whatnot. Yes. So don't feel bad. No, <laughs> don't feel bad. Perfect at the thing you want to do. But I think everybody struggles in recognizing that even the best have like really tough stuff going on sometimes. Yeah. It's just good to, we're all going through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. On another episode of Uh-oh Feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys are staying cool uh, wherever you are. It seems Please. Like it's hot everywhere. And, um, but remember, global warming isn't real, right? No, it's definitely <laughs> The ocean wasn't real. on fire. It's fine. No, the ocean's not on fire, and Canada's not on fire. Everything's fine. Um, Canada fucking deserves to be on fire. And uh, <laughs> right now, flames are right coming. <laughs> flames yeah. are coming to the U.S. probably soon. Uh, and they should be. We're and they find. should be. And I'll probably talk about that next we time. We probably should. Like, look. Yeah. Probably look, talk about that next time. Because I think Kat can uh, be on the episode next time, so <gasps> we can get the Canada side and the U.S. side. I would absolutely um, love it if she would do an episode. So, anyway. this is probably the most poignant time to talk about. I agree. The travesty of the indigenous schools and trying to remove culture. In the meantime, yeah. before we come and make you sad again, <laughs> it's coming. Um, just an FYI, uh, I am going to be on vacation the next time we're supposed to be recording, so we'll have to work that out. Uh, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. We stretch this, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, and I will probably also actually be on vacation the next time. Wait, really? Ben, shall ya? Maybe. Good for... Us? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so yes, um, we will see you when we see you, hopefully very soon. And yeah. uh, in the meantime, uh, don't forget your can of. Ooh, let's go beans with uh, this one. <laughs> Is it a bean Saving day? gasoline for the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think gasoline's for very special eps now. <laughs> but like beans is important because you want to have a healthy foundation for both, you know, gymnastics and stock market trading through an app. (laughs) Always eat breakfast before doing either of those things. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.